Uh, we've been doing a little mini-series on uh, the who of Jesus. So it started with John 4, the Samaritan woman, but ended up the whole Samaritan village and them declaring, now we know who you are. You are the saviour of the world. John 4. Then Luke 9, Jesus the Messiah. And as the Messiah, um, the expectation needed to change because they thought the Messiah would bring uh, uh, be the bringer of change and the bringer of pain, that the tables would turn. But actually Jesus said, um, actually I will receive pain and his followers will receive pain. But also not only pain, he, the expectation of pride, that, that his followers were to have pride in Jesus and who he was. As Paul said in Romans uh, 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for all who believe. Ka hori o ko whakamā ki te ronga pai, ko ta ka hukia o te atua, mūna tangata katoa e whakapono ana. And um, so Jesus the Messiah, and today Jesus the vine, Jesus the vine, and even as we looked at the vine out there outside, often, most often vines, particularly if they have fruit or expect fruit, there's a trellis that goes alongside with it. There's support with the vine. And so we've got a photo of a, of a vine and a trellis. So we're going to not only look at the vine today, but also trellis. And helping at someone's house a few weeks back, uh, we're moving stuff around, they're clearing out some some foliage, and um, without thinking, I just walked into a trellis, and it hit me, knocked me to the ground. Um, <clears throat> so you got to be careful of trellis. It's not really there to smash you in the head. Um, but trellis is important, particularly for where there's fruit. And even uh, before the time of Jesus, before 2,000 years ago, uh, people were aware that trellis could help vines, the Egyptians used it, uh, Phoenicians used it, the Greeks were using trellis. And Jesus talks here about the vine and pruning, not about so much trellis and stakes, but trellis is particularly helpful for vines when there's challenges and church challenges. So we're going to look at a few challenges in church where trellis can help and um Challenge number one where trellis can help is when someone is being naughty in church. You might have read about that. Uh, not only children, big people can be naughty in church. Matthew 18, 15 to 20. Matthew chapter 18, 15 to 20 says this. Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, and some of the earliest manuscripts just had, if your brother sins, go and confront him privately. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to them, uh, to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he listens, if he refuses to listen even to the church, regard him as you would a pagan or tax collector. Uh, and 
uh, this here is one of the two places where the word church comes from the lips of Jesus. The other one is Matthew 16, 18. Verse 18, um, verse 18, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you, truly, if two of you on the earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Verse 24, where two or three gather together in my name, there am I with them. Verse 20 is quoted a lot, isn't it? Where two or three gather, there I am in the midst of them. 15 to 19, not so much. Uh, Interesting. So um, if a person has been naughty in church and they won't listen to an individual or even a small delegation or even the whole church, Jesus says, uh, with this progression going on, just let them be. Treat them over there like you do a a tax collector or a pagan. Uh, They've made their decision. Respect their decision. So the trellis here is like the progression of church discipline. Challenge number two. More trellis. Acts 6 verse 1. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing. Ah, drats. That sucks. More and more people were coming to church. That's so annoying. <laughs> now, we, we don't say that that bluntly, do we, in the 21st century? We're more uh, subtle than that. We say things like, I like church better when it was more intimate. Or I like church better when everyone got to have their say and the leadership structure was flatter. Or I like church better when I knew everyone. Or my, my personal favorite I believe church should be an organism, not an organization. But when, you know, like a, like a jellyfish, um, when a church grows, we need to ask, is this God's will? Is God in this? Is God bringing more people? And acknowledge, yeah, maybe it is, and maybe it's going to be what's happening, and there may be some growing pains. And... Thirdly, support that growth with some trellis. Or the fruit will be wasted. In Acts chapter 6, they didn't oppose it. They saw that the growth was from God and they were not to oppose it. In fact, they needed some more support for that. And they got uh, another seven people as extra leadership to help in that growth. Second, so that's second challenge, third challenge. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, where there was a wide uh, variety of gifts and, and different expressions in worship. And it says this, verse 40 of 1 Corinthians 14, everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. So there's four chapters in Corinthians here all about um, the way... The church service should look, and there were different gifts, and there are different cliques of people following leaders in Corinthians, and there are different expressions of worship in the, in the worship service. Some of them is quite wild. 
There was um, prophetic things going on. There were healings, and there was um, rich people and poor people and different people from different ethnic groups, um, socioeconomic status, gender, uh, which is great, but it's kind of tricky at times, even chaotic. And Paul ends up his advice of these four chapters, and he says this, everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. Organization for the organism. In other words, trellis. And over time, by necessity, movements, as they grow and flourish, they become institutions. Movements become institutions. And Pastor Tim Keller from the Redeeming our Redeemer Church planting movement says this. He says, um, as movements become institutions, movements from an organic, spontaneous thing that rely on sacrificial commitment of their members as they get started, movements become institutions. Now, members of a movement, they, they're sacrificial. They'll tap into their own savings. They'll max out their credit card. They'll have multiple jobs. They'll stay in someone's sleep out for a while. But, but as those movements become uh, mature, they can't go on like that forever. And, uh, and they become something different. They need to become something different and morph into an institution. This happens uh, from way back. So in Luke 10, verse 4, Jesus says to his disciples as he sends them out on mission, he says this, Do not, Luke 10, verse 4, do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. Don't take anything, just go. Don't take a purse or a bag or sandals, Luke 10. Luke 22, Jesus says, Now, to those very same disciples, now, if you have a purse, take it. Luke 10, don't take a purse. Luke 22, now, if you've got a purse, take it. And then Paul, writing to Timothy as the overseer of the, the church hub at Ephesus, he says this, 1 Timothy 5 verse 17, the elders, meaning the church leaders who direct the affairs of a church, well, are worthy of double honour. And the word there, uh, from the context, and most often it's used, it means honorarium, means money. So the trouble in Timothy's time is uh, a couple of decades on in the church, there were so many people wandering around the Mediterranean thinking they were leaders and teachers and they were false teachers and they were creating chaos in the church. And Paul says, if you find someone who's good and he can teach Cherish them, look after them, pay them money. See, there's a progression. Go out. Don't take anything, just go out. Now if you've got a purse, take it. Find someone good, pay them. Trellis. It's not a question of right or wrong. It's a question of timing and sequence. Young movement to a maturing movement, institution. An organism into an organization. Vision becomes strategy. 
roles become tasks, uh, networks become organization, teams become structure, recognition to compensation. And trellis is a great thing, can assist with problems and challenges in church, also whack you in the head if you're not careful. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great German pastor that was killed by Adolf Hitler, he said um, this, organization was invented to protect us against the menace of nature, but a new danger arises, and what will protect us against the menace of organization? You see, the tail cannot wag the dog. The tail must assist the dog. The trellis assists the vine. The trellis assists the vine. And there's some people that are just gifted in trellis work. We need them. They're fantastic. Uh, to the, assist the essential work of the growth of the vine. But it's not about the trellis. It's about the vine. And Jesus said this, I am the vine. I am the vine. That's what Jesus said. I am the vine. Let's read that. John 15, verses 1 to 12. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes. says, so that it'll bear even more fruit. It'll be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. In verse 17 again, this is my command, love each other. Um, remain in me, and I will remain in you, says Jesus. So there's three characters really in this story. There is God as the gardener, Jesus is the vine, and the followers of Jesus are the branches. And the branches must remain in him. Remain in me, says Jesus. This is the main point of the passage. It's why it's repeated 11 times. Remain, 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 remain in Jesus. Remain, remain, remain in Jesus. Remain, remain, remain in Jesus. 
Remain in Jesus. Do you get it? Remember, forget everything else. What you hear today, just that. Remain in Jesus. It's like a vacuum cleaner. It comes out of a socket. It doesn't work. Remain in Jesus. How do we remain in him? Some things we can do by ourselves. We can pray by ourselves. We can read the Bible by ourselves. We can be aware of the Holy Spirit during our day. There's some things we can help each other to remain in Jesus. Like this, gathering together on Sunday. Uh, Small groups, friendships, fellowship, texting each other, ringing, visitation. Our passage comes into a transition at the end. It says um, this, verse 9, remain in the love of the Son. Verse 10, remain in the Father's love. Verse 12, remain in each other's love. That's, you know, we remain together. That helps. Kotaku ture tene, says Jesus. This is my command. Kia koto teatahi ki teatahi. This is my command that you love one to another. Remain connected to each other. Remain connected to Jesus. You know, 2020 was weird, wasn't it? It was weird, and all those conspiracy theories, and to what extent uh, the percentage of truth really is not that important. The, The worst thing about them is they tended to take our eyes off Jesus. And we just gotta keep our eyes on Jesus. Remain in Jesus. There's a, a French worship song that says, uh, Je fixe mes yeux sur toi. I fix my eyes on you. This is what we do. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. This is the most important thing. Remaining in Jesus. That's what bears fruits. You know, he doesn't want, he's not really interested in you being some sort of Christian rock star, right? He just wants you to remain in him. And uh, we want to pray for that. Yeah, we want to pray for people about remaining. Even remaining in Jesus can be hard at times, eh? Man, I just, I just want to give up. But just want to, we want to pray for people that they remain. And in that, you'll bear fruit. Guaranteed. That's what Jesus said. It's guaranteed. You will bear fruit. You'll bear fruit. You are bearing fruit. Remain in Him.